Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 540, that is 540, of the JV Club with my awesome guest, Jessica Seely. Oh, what a joy and a delight Jessica was. I loved this conversation. I know you will too. Um, so check it out and also feel free to check out sfsketchfest.com. Our lineup is released. Our tickets are on sale. Uh, one of my comedy heroes, Eric Idol, is coming. Uh, the kids in the hall are coming. This is a real, um, this is a real bevy of of uh, fantastic stars this year. I don't know who this person is, but this person's very excited about the festival. Uh, so check that out. Come hang with us. Many of your Max Fun buddies will be there, and um, that's it. Enjoy this episode with Jessica. How are you? You are. Uh, you had a case, of, a, a little sneaky case of COVID uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, how are you feeling? You're in the clear. Yeah, you know what? It actually was more like almost two months ago. Okay, all right. A few I, weeks. I realized it was ago. it was a little bit ago, but my concept of time is not good right now. I would say not that's good at true all for many of us. I would say yeah. my life is flashing. And I'm like, it's like it's racing towards the end right now. It's like (laughs) I cannot even deal with how fast all of time has been. Pretty much since 2016, I felt like it's been going too fast. But I'm okay. I'm okay since having COVID. I I do think I'm dumber. Like, honestly, like I'm really spacey. I feel like I am too, but I can't. There's so many factors that could be at play there. I don't know what to blame it on. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that I just sit around and stare at my phone all day as opposed to like reading a book or like talking to a friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> this could potentially be bad for um, my brain. Yeah. Well, and is that something that when you say 2016, like obviously that's a pre-COVID situation. Right. Did you just start um, kind of like, uh, what am I looking for? Hermiting? That's not a verb, but hermiting more. <laughs> No, I think Even that frequently? like, well, 2016 was when Donald Trump got elected. Now, was, who's that? Right. Okay. So I was 28 and I just, and like now I'm 30, almost 36. And it just feels like that, I think it might just, it might not have to do with political or world factors, but like knowing that it's like been eight years since that happened that make it just makes no sense to me like those timelines i agree when you said that i my first instinct was to argue with you if that helps. right you said that and i was like oh oh i don't think it's been that long well it's no, only been it, seven right no, it, but i mean it's been it, like that's that's a that's a lot longer than it feels you're right there's just a weird there's a weird experience of time i think across the board for people and i for sure, I'm sure everyone agrees that COVID uh, contributed to that. Um, it's very strange. It's very strange. Yeah. I've been watching, we can talk about things now, I guess, because the strike's over. But the sad thing is I'm about to say I'm watching something that I don't necessarily recommend. So it's funny when you're like, <laughs> now I can finally shit talk something I've still been watching. Um, but uh, but I, I sort of fell into this um, quagmire of watching the morning show all due respect to anybody who loves the morning show um it's 
compelling enough that I've sort of trash watched it a little bit, like when I'm working on sketch fest and stuff. Um, but the point of all of that is to say, it, it, it's just one of those shows that's like, we, they think they're the West Wing and whatever you feel about the West Wing, like I can tell you the quality of the show is not at the quality of the West Wing. Sure. Even if you think the West Wing is garbage. Um, I, I watched very, the first season of okay, the morning so, show when it came out. Do you remember that it was like very kind of, it would get very like melodramatic very quickly. And it was soap opera Yeah, very bit. soapy, very mm-hmm. soapy. Uh, but there's, you know, they've they've been moving in a chronology towards COVID. And in the second season oh. that I finally just got around to watching again when I was like, I need something on in the background that I can occasionally sort of check in with. Um, and that, that it's dramatic yet simple enough that it's very easy to follow what's going on because people are always yelling at each other or dying. Um, so COVID happens. And it is the first thing I have watched that is like sort of chronicling the lead up to it and right. stuff that happened since 2020 um, in, a, in a sort of more like labored way. And it is it is kind of a trip. Like they I kind of want to watch that. that now because it's a little I, bit. Of, I want to see more of it popping up. And I feel like people's uh, instinct right now is to not talk about it. Yeah. But I'm like, that makes it more interesting to me. It's like, yeah. Remember how it was like, oh, the NBA and then Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, once Tom Hanks had COVID, then we knew. That's I was just processing that exact series of thoughts yeah. last night. I was like. Because they're not super specific on what date it is, Oregon. I'm just not paying attention. But they definitely, you, they sort of like, you, you're you aware that it's Valentine's Day. And they know what they're doing in terms of, you're like, okay, oh, Valentine's. All right. Well, we're about a month away from like the shit really right. the fan. And they've got like, one of the correspondents uh, is in China when, it, when or right after it happens. Um, and then, and then, yeah, we're just getting now into like a character is pregnant and is sort of the first character we see in a mask who's like, you know, I feel like a freak. I feel like Michael Jackson. I'm wearing a mask at work. Like, what the fuck? And it's, so that that part is sort of effective in that it's like, yeah, that takes me back. And that yeah. feels like it was both 25 years ago and last year. Like, exactly. simultaneously. It's crazy. Full, yes, exactly. It is. That was such a long time ago. I was like. I remember I was co-producing a comedy show and hosting it with a friend at the time, like a weekly. And she was like, this was maybe sometime in February. She was like, I just read something that like we should really like not be out like this is actually a serious thing. And this was I read this thing from a doctor and da da da. And I was like, the thing is, people are going to need comedy right now. <laughs> and like, like, I didn't get it until like no, the no, NBA. And stuff. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's it's uh, it's been interesting. Now, see, now you're going to watch it and you can I want you to feel free to text me and say, this is really this are some just really bad stuff happening in here. Like just poorly. For sure. I mean, again, the thing would, is, love, though, would love to have been on it. High profile, full of great yeah. actors. The, the thing is, yeah, the, the acting is good. Yeah. So no matter how, <clears throat> look at my voice going, no matter how soapy or whatever, it's like Jennifer it's Aniston, she's pretty good. Absolutely. It's just very soapy. She's... Everyone's doing a great job. It's just very soapy, you yeah. know? Um, but again, He's it's... getting canceled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> were you in LA or were you in... Uh, New York or where were you when when you decided that when your partner in crime was like oh in LA okay yeah 
Mm-hmm. Different experience talking to people about doing that in New York, I guess, like in March and April and May and June, like those were different conversations. They shut down even. faster, huh? Yeah. And people got sick fast like that. Right. Suddenly everyone in New York had it. So that was rough. Where did you grow up? I grew up down here in okay. uh, Southern California, mostly. And then I moved to Washington State oh. in high school and was up there in college. Okay. You have you almost sound and people say this to me all the time. So I'm asking you, you almost you, if you had told me that you're from Chicago or if you're from the Midwest, I would have been like, oh, that makes sense too. like your voice. And people tell me that also. And I'm yeah, always like, well, my dad grew up sure. in Chicago. Like, do I have my dad's? Like, what's mm. happening? Yeah, my I have some family from Minnesota and we're like on my dad's side and they're all like Norwegian. Uh-huh. And I feel like maybe they're picking up on that. Uh-huh. Like I mean, yeah, I don't, it's it's funny. there's but the thing is, like, I haven't my grandparents are from the Midwest, kind of. Well, my grandpa's from like Minnesota and then my grandma's from like Saskatchewan. OK, got so a then little, a little Canada I, going on. Yeah, I got a little Canada happening. And uh, so I don't know, maybe people are, are it also could just be I just watched so much TV growing up that whatever <laughs> I was watching is how I talk. You know, I don't know. Watching a lot I like of how my coffee cup is all like, oh, yeah, it's all blurred it's out like it's a pornographic <laughs> coffee cup. <laughs> I can see your coffee cup's nipples. Could you actually <laughs> could you address that, please? Well, it's like a Mickey Mouse cup, so it kind of does have nipples. It, it refuses to be in focus. Pull it closer to your face and let's see if it decides that it has to. I feel like if I cover yeah. my face. That did it. Yeah. Oh, OK. It is Mickey. All right, but that's yeah. an abstract. That's a little bit. That's like pop, right? Art, cool, uh, yeah. Mickey. Um, what's and and what's that doing? Is that are you a big Disney fan? Are you a Mickey fan? You know, I do. I do like Disney. I I was around Disneyland growing up down here. But the reason I have this cup, I will tell you, is my partner was an employee at Disney, and sometimes he he would photograph like products, and then some. They were like, we can't resell it, so sometimes he'd take it home, and I'd be like, yeah, I like this mug. Sure, that's nice. Sure. Okay. But I, I like Disney, but I'm not trying to buy Disney stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? I mean, same. Yeah. yeah. They, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I like. They're I like fine. being at, at the Disneyland park. I have. I do too. You know, I, I, I like years. to walk around. Well, the thing is, is we would get in for free when he worked there, but now he doesn't have that. But I've kept my annual pass up because I'm like, oh, it's so much cheaper if I do yeah. decide to go. Yeah. But I, I don't really need it, so. Sometimes I'm like, well, I've got to use it. So I just like go down there and literally just walk around I've once and then leave. Totally done that. <laughs> totally done that when I had an annual pass. There was very much the experience of like, like you have to really lean into the quote unquote power it gives you that you could be like, and if the lines are really long, I'll just get a burrito at that Mexican place by Thunder Mountain. It's cool. I don't it care. does. It does make the park much better because... Yeah. If you are like really trying to do a day and it, it's too crowded, but you're like, I just bought tickets for however many hundred dollars, yeah. then you have to try to enjoy it. And I need to not be forced to enjoy things on any given day. Yeah, I understand. I understand. That's why holidays are hard for me. I'm like, oh, yeah. let me have my own experience of whatever day this is. I like that. And I don't disagree. I feel like I f- have a lot. Of, I'm very uh, birthday planning averse. I'm kind of bad at like, yeah, planning anything. I don't know when that happened. But it's because like, I don't think it was always like that. But at some point, I was like, I don't know. What if it's what if it what if it's, it's bad? 
I know. I just doesn't I, go the way I think it's going to. Maybe I'll just be, wouldn't I be rather to be surprised at the last minute with something? And I mean would, surprise myself. No one's surprising me with anything. I mean, like, <laughs> surprise myself with, like, I guess I feel like going bowling. I don't know. That came out of nowhere. Oh, I thought you meant, like, you planned something and then, like, roofie yourself or something. <laughs> and then the party Actively happens and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, <laughs> who did this? Listen, again, with the way our brains have been feeling and going, I might be a couple of years away from that. I might be a couple of years too. away from being We're all going to have dementia at, like, 40. <laughs> Sucks, man. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. The laughter is accompanied by just like a terrible feeling in my stomach. I know. Uh, <laughs> what I know. took you up to Washington State when you moved up there? And were you when you say Southern California, do you mean you were like, yeah, like, like you said, Anaheim? I mean, you're Disneyland area, but were you like Los Angeles more or Orange County? or? A- we moved like a lot. Um, so I kind of have the full experience. I was born in like Cerritos. I did live in Anaheim at one point. Or Anaheim Hills or whatever. Um, so yeah, LA area a lot and Orange County as well. Okay. Um, but we moved to Washington um, because my mom was being audited. <laughs> and she Great. needed a fresh start. <laughs> and a, a cost of living's more affordable up there. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Let me just ask a couple of questions. Now, when you say, <laughs> was it because the audit happened and cost enough that 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 was the first start or was it that like somehow the move to Washington felt like being on the lamb I think it was like an emotional thing Got a it. little bit like my mom was like I've been betrayed by um like her cousin like worked for her and then <sighs> somehow that was part of like causing the audit because yeah it's if I start talking about it it'll start getting a little bit boring but it was okay. like there was this there was a sense of betra- juicy it's <laughs> a sense of betrayal and also my grandparents lived in Washington so we moved to Whidbey Island um my freshman year of high school and it was this thing of like and we had lived in Temecula at the time actually okay so um I, I went from this kind of large school California situation I was a mall goth at the time oh, and um, Me too. and then moved to this kind of small farming town for my high school so then I had this kind of like really small high school experience so is it you said it's a, a you said would be island yeah that's t- that's tough that's tough not to make puns about but I'm not gonna I'm going to assume that they've I'm all been I'm curious because I weirdly haven't heard many. It sounds like, you know, a would-be raconteur. Or like oh, a would-be, no. It's, like, oh, it's, it wasn't really an island, but it it wishes that it was. <laughs> sure. Well, it's would-be with an I. I see. That, that that changes it a lot. No wonder you haven't heard anyone uh, say anything because I just one, have bad hearing. <laughs> one weird thing about it is everyone on would-be island says like, Whidbey Island is the longest island in the continental United States. Oh. And like everyone says that everyone <laughs> believes it. Uh-oh. And I was like in New York this year and I said that to someone and we were like in Brooklyn uh-huh. and they were like, wait, what about Long Island? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I like looked it up and I'm like, wow, Long Island is way longer. (laughs) And then there was this whole article about how people on Whidbey say that, but it's just not true, like, by any measure. Oh, no. How did that get? I mean, I guess it just does. uh, That's something that gets propagated and 
You just yeah. don't. So you're like, why would anyone lie about that? It's kind of dumb. Like it's a dumb I know. lie. You but know? like they're all proud of it. That's the longest island. This is like our <laughs> little fun little fact. And it's how just, long is it? And I better be impressed. I, I actually don't. I don't impressed. remember. But it takes about an hour to drive. Maybe an hour and a half from one end. It's very thin and it's kind yeah. of like curved. So okay. if you drive from the very north end to the very south end, it might be like an hour and a half. Okay. But then it's like really narrow. So you could drive across it in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's weird. It would be amazing if it were so thin that it was literally just only one house. It was just a row, a row of houses all the way down. Just one. That would be per, cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like the thinnest longest. Maybe it's the thinnest longest. Maybe it's the thinnest longest. You could restore the dignity. I agree. To that town. I Did you go, live there? Oh, go ahead. I could go on a little campaign. This will like, stop. Look, we've been spreading misinformation, but there's still a shot for us. <laughs> yeah, the longest thinnest. We are the longest thinnest. You're not. You want two adjectives. You know what I mean? You don't want just one. Yeah, way funner than longest. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you go all the way through high school and then leave there post high school? Yeah, I went to college up there, though. I okay. went to college in Bellingham. Okay. Which is very north. Yeah, how Kinda. close is Whidbey to, like, you know, the Seattles of the world? So you could drive a half hour about maybe a little more and then catch the ferry to the okay. south end. Okay. Or you could drive an hour and a half and get a bridge to the north end, okay. which is what I usually do. So it's like parallel to Seattle. Yeah, it's pretty. It's not too far from Seattle. So like all the rich, the richies have big houses on the south end, so they can commute to Seattle. Oh, okay, all right. And then because there's a whole cluster of islands around there, right? Like oh yeah, Bridge lots Island of islands. And Orcas Island, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of those two and I, and that's it. So that's what I have to offer. You haven't heard of the longest thinnest? (laughs) I have now. (laughs) I have, let me say it this way. I have zero respect for those other two islands now. And I'm (laughs) going to make it my business to forget their names as quickly as possible. So that I only remember would be the longest thinnest. One of the only things I know about Orcas Island is there's like a weird hippie yoga cult there. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I only and know it because my dad had friends who lived on it who are de- most definitely not hippies, but I've definitely, it's, he says it's like the Bainbridge Island and Orcas Island are like the most beautiful places he's ever been. Yeah, it's pretty up there, dude. It's very pretty. One thing that sucks about these beautiful places, though, is, and of, of course there's uh, people I love there, but for the most part, when you're just out and about, you're like, God, these people suck. <laughs> and like all these beautiful places. And it's like, I don't know if living somewhere beautiful just makes you get boring because all you do is sit there and look at the beauty (laughs) but i'm like (laughs) i love this i love this scientific theory that we're going to put into test that like if the uglier the place you live the smarter you are and the more interesting (laughs) and fun you are i mean kind of yeah (laughs) i feel what so the high school was more of a like farmy you said yeah it was harder to be a mall goth there's yeah, gotta lost... be some goths up in. I mean, you, we know there are goths aplenty in Seattle, but maybe they're not out on Whidbey. Yeah, I mean, I still kind of it. It was more like then you had a cup. I, I took to what the closest was to mall goths, which was like a couple theater nerds and like a stoner. 
you know, who had a pair of Hot Topic pants. <laughs> but there wasn't a mall to be a tr- like a full <sighs> mall god. Yeah, you couldn't have in it. You couldn't have all the accessories. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Was that school like that now that were you a, uh, did you become a theater nerd or were you just friends with a couple of theater yeah, nerds? You I did. did. Yeah. I wanted to be on Broadway. Okay. All right. I wanted to yeah. I wanted to be Eponine. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a real gateway drug for the idea of being on Broadway, I think, Eponine, <laughs> right? I mean yeah. that's a really good like that's when I knew. You know, Um, so you and you enjoy singing. You know, I I did and I sang a lot, but I don't think I was so good. I wasn't trained at all. Yeah. And now when I do karaoke and stuff now, I'm like, I don't sing and I do really poorly. But I'm like, what if I just practice singing and didn't like pretend to suck so much at karaoke? Like, I'm not a great singer, but I feel like I. I don't do myself enough justice in that department. Like, I'm like, God, I'm not this bad, actually. Listen, uh, you are talking to a person who enjoys singing very much and is not terrible at it. And I feel like karaoke is the worst possible environment to true, set yourself true, true, up for true. success in. Like, I don't, I, it's really hard to be good. Like, you can't hear yourself usually. Yeah. And I don't know, there's just a lot going on there that feels like it's the great equalizer. Like it's not, karaoke isn't meant for some people to be great at and some people to be terrible at. It's meant for kind of everyone to sort of suck at. And like everyone can feel comfortable in that environment because, you know, the factors at play will make sure you all kind of sound the same. Some people nail it though. Then then they're spending too much time trying to get great at karaoke. All right. That's my belief. If you okay, want to so- enjoy singing, this is what you need to. If you want to, and uh, by the way, this unsolicited advice that also may not be true, but I say a jam at your house. I say mm. get get some get a guitar. Be in an environment where it's just like you can hear yourself, yeah. and it's about the enjoyment and the joy of it, and you know, and that's the practice. And that's yeah, like I've got the, a guitar. I'll do this right now. Let's go. Great. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So you're, but you're a singer. Did you ever want to like be a singer? Did you want to be Eponine? I didn't ever want to be, I have no memory of ever wanting to be on Broadway. I have no memory of ever wanting to be, I wanted to be an actor. Yeah. I wanted to be like Juliet Lewis, you know what I mean? Or like Mm -hmm. a, like a Keanu Reeves. Like I wanted to be an actor who also, by the way, had a successful band, like that kind of thing. Um, Uh. Because I thought bands were cool and musicals, by the time I was in college, I was like, I thought it was too cool for musicals. Again, that's part of that goth. Not to say that you can't be goth and love Broadway, but whatever form my cynicism was taking, it sort of like pulled me out of the idea of being um, an actor on Broadway. Well, that makes sense. Like, I feel like uh, it is kind of nerdy. I I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But for some reason, I... And also, I'm not that... I'm not... I am not trained, and I am not that kind of singer like I don't you know what I mean like I had to audition for something in LA in fact I had to audition for Glee and I sang a Katie Lang song and that is not what they were looking for (laughs) oh yeah you know what I mean like I don't I wouldn't even I was like what am I gonna do sing like Wells Fargo wagon like I couldn't even come up with a song that That would have been great oh the Wells Fargo (laughs) wagon is a coming down the street (laughs) 
<laughs> now you want me to be in the music band i'll show up for that and i'll play any role uh so i guess i'm just old timey um the music okay. man is great it's i mean it's i feel like it's ahead of its time but very whatever. silly it's very silly but it's very clever um, the way it like puts songs together and you know things overlap and like using the human voice as rhythm to make a train all right i'm gonna stop see now i am a nerd i am a nerd don't worry told um, you yeah caught, caught you <sighs> um did you okay so if there were only a couple of theater nerds what was what who else was in that theater department where you guys were putting on plays mm, it was kind maybe of maybe you like, only liked two of them it was like a lot about like who the it, there was like some politics at play mm. it was like oh the major farmers children got okay. good roles to be the honest. major farmers like not like the military the land, major who's the also land farmer, holders the land holders that's so old timey i know that's amazing the big the wow. big names okay like if you you had to have like roads that were your name you had to have been in that town wow. a long time that is provincial i mean that really that feels like a slice from the past yeah i mean i'm sure that's not even true i'm sure there are millions of people by the way, who don't listen to my podcast, I don't have millions of listeners, but I'm sh- I'm sure people are like, it's like that two-day in 90% of America. And I'm like, really? Um, the Landholders, yeah. that's just amazing. It was a trip. Way to say it. It was a trip because, um, but I liked living there in a way, even though like there was these weird social things at play. They all grew up together in this small town, so I was sure. never fully like in the in the social scenes but it was it was a fun fun nice place everyone was generally fairly nice and um i liked that i could just walk on and off campus like and just go to the store like there was no gates and security and that Mm. that i feel felt really psychologically good as like Mm. a teenager to not feel locked in sure the the gates of high school yeah i get that i mean i remember when they put gates up at my high school and there was a feeling of like innocence lost right oh so you had the experience what were you what grade were you in i don't remember i mean it was in high school as but you like experienced some of it without the gates and Mm -hmm. then they put the gates up yeah where was yeah and i'm older than you so i didn't i mean i did not go into full I never went through what some kids went through after me, which was like really was like lockdown. Like you cannot leave campus. Like we could still leave campus for lunch, even as like there were more gates and stuff. Mm. But um, but yeah, I think my own high school like had a shooting or something and then it got, you know. Oh, shit. Dude. You know how I feel about true crime. I love it. And it's because we have too much empathy. And did you date? Were you dating? Or were you not? Did you not hold enough land for that? I did not hold enough land to snag a guy or anybody. Um, yeah, I would like, I remember having crushes, but, um, but yeah, I couldn't, I never kissed anyone, had any sort of date to a dance throughout school, but one guy asked me to a dance and I, I felt like he was too nerdy or whatever. I think he asked me to homecoming Mm -hmm. and I just feel like I wasn't aware of who I was because I was like, ah, he's too nerdy. And it's like, um, Jessica, <laughs> he's perfect. He's, he's you. Look at you. And now he's so cute. And I'm like, oh, I wish I would have said yes and like yeah. had that little date experience. But I was too like, I'm going to date Heath Ledger. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to ask you like, I mean, certainly the question of who that who outside of your immediate circle you had crushes on. So it's good to know that Heath is among those. But like, wh- how did that 
translate to did you have crushes on people at school too that you were like now that's my kind of guy or my kind yeah of i did or whatever yeah. and were they or is they this weren't no they weren't the, like yeah. cool and hot actually they were nerdy but just like in a different way yeah it was like there was this guy who went to another school and he wore a fedora and played the trumpet. I also played the trumpet, but he was really good at trumpet. Uh So that was like a little distant crush. Um, And And would you guys interact? Like, would you see him like at regional? Like, how are you seeing? (laughs) Yeah, I saw him at like um, the whole Island concert. I think he was a South, South, uh, South Island person Uh-oh. or something. From what I understand, those are the Richies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could have snagged myself a, a Southie. <laughs> Fedora must have been so posh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had like really extreme like um, acne and yeah. stuff. But I was like, I don't care. It's about the music. I love um, that. I definitely had crushes on kids with bad skin. Like I'm so happy that that you know i mean i i can honestly be one of those people who like reassures a teenager i can be like listen that did not stop me in any way shape or form like i just didn't bother me i try to tell people in my life who like feel insecure like maybe my brothers or other people who are like oh i'm too fat or ugly or whatever people say i'm like i swear most people don't give a shit like when it really comes down to it crushes just I mean, maybe that's just how I feel, but I don't feel that I'm being too, um, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is on account of my dementia, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, God. but I don't feel that I'm being too positive or lying or anything. I, yeah. I, I feel that there's, there's so many, the thing is there's so many people. There's yeah. people everywhere. You think no one <laughs> yeah. wants to date you out of millions and millions of people? Yeah. It's it's all, it's, a, it's internal stuff. I mean, I think it's like yeah, yeah it's like confidence and behavior stuff more than than totally. it ever is physical. But I mean, again, if you want to at me because you feel like I'm I'm coming from a place of privilege, I totally get that. But again, yeah, I cannot reassure you more. If I if I had access to and could put together a yearbook of my crushes and people I went out with, boy and girl in high school, I feel like you would see every color of the rainbow represented and like every Same. body type every skin type like I, I did not have a type I just didn't you know yeah there was that guy that I rejected for the dance but that was just dumb well he was too nerdy <laughs> he, he honestly wasn't he wasn't too nerdy you just didn't your hormones weren't jumping out at him that's like sure. for whatever right. reason they weren't it wasn't happening and who can say? I mean, I don't even know. I don't know how any of that stuff, especially yeah. then. Again, I was so horny. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my god, yeah, me too. It's crazy to think like I was my horniest at like thirteen, <laughs> just like constantly <gasps> fantasizing. Yeah, about yeah. And, and you know, fifteen, sixteen, all of this. I had a little picture of Heath Ledger up on my mirror. Yeah, uh-huh. and I'd be like. It was a picture of him in the Patriot. <laughs> Again, you were With living in a rural community. So I'm sure that in many ways that felt like the right era for you. <laughs> but yeah, I would just be like, what do you think of this training bra? He? Oh, you like this? 
Let me stand in my mirror in such a way that your face is sort of near my breast. <laughs> would you like that, Heath? I just remember I would always fantasize about makeouts, but it would always be I'm putting my <laughs> my hand under their chin. Like I I would always imagine that, that I'm putting my hand under their chin. It, that is so fucking specific, but I get it so hard. Uh, absolutely. Your the image of your it's like you're seeing it through the camera lenses of your yeah. eyes and you yeah. see your own hand reach out and cuff their like chiseled jaw yeah. in your hand. It's like I'm touching him right now. <laughs> if I get any closer, I won't be able to stare at his hot face with my hand next to it. <laughs> but I think it's it was also like just a few fingers. <laughs> Like just touching. I, I wonder think had, what, if there's like one movie or something that like really got in there for you. I guess so. Younger. But I get. I, I know that Posh Spice was always doing this when she danced. <laughs> so I think that might have been a factor. But I pretty much wonderful. never think about making out with anybody now. <laughs> Not even my partner. Making out just isn't as much in my... <laughs> I think you listen, if you need to rekindle anything with your partner, I think we both know where your hand needs to go. <laughs> just a few fingers. I just put that a few amazing. what do you even call this that's under the chin? I mean it would be that area. Yeah. Your upper your upper neck. The place where we all get a second chin if we don't already have one. Yeah, I have a I have a second chin. I have a little beard here. <laughs> I think I've grown disinterested in this area. It doesn't mean what it used to mean. Yeah. All right. Um, were you dr like? Were you driving? I don't know. I'm acting like this is that you're like it's a horse and buggy island. Of course. No, I not. had a jeep. Yeah, I was okay. driving. Yeah, and it, it never flipped over, right? Because that was the every friend I ever had who had a jeep, which was not that many. But my parents would be like, I don't want you riding in that. Those flip over. It's crazy that I didn't flip it over. I was yeah. pretty reckless as a teenager. Because okay. we, we lived, you know, in the country too. And I would like, I would race people and stuff, which is like, that's so stupid in a Jeep. And yeah. the speedometer only went to like 55. But I would oh, just no. have, I would just have the speedometer winding back around to the other side. <laughs> you have to add, once it winds back, you have to tack on stuff like, okay, it says I'm going 35. So I guess I'm going 90. Yeah. Because <laughs> it wrapped around already exactly. once. You had to do a little bit of math. Uh -huh. but, um, no, that's dangerous. But I got that car taken away in college because I had driven across the border to Canada to do a night of drinking, which I did a lot because their drinking age is lower. Yeah. What they um, expect? What does anyone expect? Of course you're going to do that. Hello. Yeah. But then I, I went through like a, tra a traffic stop and they yeah. t they took my car and stuff. And when you say they, you mean the, the Canadian government took The Canadian, car? the Mounties. They did? Yeah. Oh, I love the idea of it being Mounties who are like dragging your car away by two horses. They have to like <laughs> harness the car to their horses and trot they, away slowly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I remember going through that checkpoint and the cop or Mountie or whatever they are being like, how much have you had to drink tonight? And I was like, one or uh, possibly two <laughs> drinks. And then she asked for my ID 
And then my hand like hit the window <laughs> as I was trying to enter my ID. <laughs> Crazy. Well, that's just perfect. You gotta you gotta immediately be like, I'm doing a bit. Eh? Right. That's what a drunk person would do. Therefore, no, I, I'm I knew it was over in that moment. Was I was like, it we're not. Was. They did a breathalyzer too. We were done. But uh, I told my mom because I had spent all my money on drinks that night. Uh, so I was like, mom, I parked somewhere illegally and uh, they towed my car. So I need like you to pay for this hotel over the phone. Mm-hmm. It was like snowing and shit. And she yeah. like did it. Um, but then somehow the Canadian government called her. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or they called her about the car or something. And yeah. then she was mad. And that was the end of my relationship with my Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. And how and old I, were you when that happened? I was a 19. Okay. I was a bicycle girl after that for yeah. a while. Yeah. Many years. I mean, they could still take your bicycle away, probably. If you're riding... if I mean, listen, don't drive drunk. Also, don't ride your bike drunk, friends. That's Dude, just some... I, that's just some light advice from I definitely drove my bike drunk too because yeah. I, re- I remember I have like I don't drink anymore by the way things have uh, they've mellowed out over here just for the for the millions of listeners <laughs> um, but I have memories in college of like just looking down at my front wheel and like trying to get it straight and it was just going back and forth and I was like <laughs> just straightening the wheel <laughs> It's crazy, dude. Uh, when did you not drink anymore? I stopped drinking at 26. We were so like, it's been almost got, 10 years. I did, I've done enough. I've done a lifetime's worth of yeah, drinking. Yeah, I've already completed yeah. early. Yeah. I met my yeah. quota early uh-huh. on. <laughs> um, yeah, I just never could control how much I was drinking. And does that feel? Does that does that feel uh, genetic? Like, is there? Yeah, a that does yeah. feel genetic for sure. Some My of those mother, Norwegian relatives, maybe too. No, the Norwegians don't really have a drinking they don't. issue. Mm-mm. I guess they just have a suicide issue. And again, dark humor, dark, dark humor. And maybe I'm thinking about the Danes. I want to apologize to everyone in Scandinavia, starting <laughs> with everyone in Oslo. I <laughs> move into the general fjords area. I'm going to move down to Sweden. I didn't even bring you up, Swedes. But yeah. I love all of those places very much. But whenever you're been. there, people always say like, yes, it's beautiful. But, you know, half the year people are killing themselves. I swear I've been told that by people who live in no, Seattle. I'm not just making in, that up. It's true in Seattle, too. And Bellingham is yeah. even darker than Seattle. And uh, I just was like, dude, after I finished this year of college, like, I've got to move back to California. Like, I don't think I could do yeah. another year up here. It's just so dark the darkness (laughs) did you have was everyone around you kind of experiencing that similarly so that there's a sense of like is that how people get through it like there's a sense of the community of how hard it is or are there do you have some friends who are like honestly it doesn't bother me some people especially people that grew up there it doesn't seem to bother them too much yeah um it depends but for sure it bothers enough people that you're like i'm not alone but um one kind of neat thing about it is I feel like it is one of those things where a lot of kind of neat poetry and events and music and stuff yeah. does pop up. And and uh, I found that inside spaces there just get so precious and interesting and nice feeling. Like you, you work agree. on the vibes of the inside yes. so hard. I couldn't which, agree more. I just went to Minneapolis for the first time and that was my experience there. And I was in, I fell completely in love with it, as I kind of mm. suspected I would. I was like, I bet I'll love Minneapolis. 
and then I did for mm. m- much of that reason. Like, there's a real Scandi Hugo presence happening in that region, and there's just a lot of real cute, snuggly, like bright. Like, I went to this mansion that was owned by the Swedish family, um, who. I guess they also had like an apartment in like downtown and they would just kind of not always be at this mansion. But it was this mansion that where, where you see their old like their fire stoves, which they have instead of fireplaces. Um, and they're just beautiful, ornate enamel painted like pastel colors. They look very modern. Um, nice. And they're so beautiful that you're like, OK, like that's and that's exact thought that I had when I was looking at them. I was like. This comes from a culture that needs even its fireplaces can't be like they can't be just like simple brick. You need to have a a stove with a Mm. long chimney that's like part like inside. It's not built into the house and it's gorgeous and it's very lighthearted. Like that was my experience of Mm. every single room in the house. You were like, and that's a work of art and that's a work of art. And it's like that comes from somewhere that's like. That's culturally coming from the weather, I feel like. Yeah, and they do such a good job of, um, you know, having like patterns and stencils that don't overwhelm. Yeah. I, I don't yes. like to be overwhelmed by like stimuli when I'm looking at, sh- at people's whatever walls. Yeah. But it's just like there are details, but there's like a subtlety and it's, yeah. a, it's a relaxing. I've always been impressed by that. Yeah. I know. Me too. I'm so glad that you can actually speak to that. And I'm not dangling out here like an asshole on my own going on and on about fireplace stoves. I would love to do a little bit of stenciling. Yes, please do. I would love that. I would love to do like a little bit of stenciling here and there, but I worry that it wouldn't come across well. Like you can really mess that up. I think you should. Again, I want you to have a jam at your house. Okay. With your guitar and stenciling. I'd love to see some stenciling happen. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Folks, we get it. Keeping up with an actual play podcast in this economy is a tough sell. That's why we have great news for you. The Adventure Zone is changing up its format. We're going to be doing some shorter seasons, more experimental stuff. There's never been a better time to get on board the zone. And if you're sick of listening to our voices, we get that too. So we're including some guests Uh, on this upcoming one. We've got Kate Welch and Gabe Hicks, who are incredible. And you want us to try out some new games? You got it. We've got the new Marvel Multiverse RPG. We're using that and with a really brilliant GM doing it. It's dad. And what he's saying is it's dad. Dad is so doing it. It's yeah. dad doing it. You can listen every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm glad you said that because nobody says that. Can I just say thank you to you for such a thoughtful interview? Oh, my God. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Bullseye. Interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. Listen to the Bullseye podcast only from NPR and Maximum Fun. I can't not believe how long we've been talking. This is a shock to me. I feel like we just started. We've just how long pressed have record. We been talking? It's uh, it's ten forty five. Oh wow 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 wow! That's crazy. I got to do this mash game with you because I need to get some good mash answers. 
for this alternate universe world that we're building for you with only your favorite things. And they're, and I'm saying your favorite things of today. I don't want you to feel pressure to make a lifetime's decision. Tomorrow you I might wake that. up and say, you know, I wish I would have said this other movie that I wish I could jump into. But today I feel these three movies. And that will be the, the category I start with, which is three movies that you can jump into whenever you want. You don't live there full time and you're not reliving the plot. You're just able to walk into that world and the feeling that you get from that movie. Okay, we're going to do Pride and Prejudice Great. with Keira Knightley and the guy from Succession. What's his mm-hmm. name? Matthew. We're doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so excellent. So excellent. And then I'm going to do The Fellowship of the Ring. Great. And then I can hang out mostly just in the Shire. I'm not trying to. Maybe Rivendell. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we're doing just Fellowship because there's it's not so dark. Yes, agree. Okay, um, and then the third one feels tr- a little bit tricky to me. I want something by the sea. What's something by the a really great oceany movie? Great oceany movie. What kind of ocean? Like tropical or like no, foggy just, inside? Yeah, like I live in a lighthouse, crash. but it's not a dark movie. Got like it, a, got it, got it. What's a pleasant? I mean, <laughs> Pete's Dragon is the only thing that came to mind, which is an old Disney movie. An old uh, live action mixed with uh, animation <laughs> Disney movie in which there's a, certainly a lighthouse. Um, Let's do that. Let's there? do Pete's okay, Dragon. Great. Pete's Dragon. <laughs> I need you to. If you haven't seen that, you go ahead and see if you can track that down. Um, <laughs> it's probably on Disney Plus or something. I, I mean, I, unless it's unless there's something so offensive about it, which I'm always ready to find out is yeah. true. I haven't seen it in so long that they're like, we got a yoink. Like, let's pretend this never happened. Um, okay, Pete's Dragon. All right. Uh, the next category is three foods that you can have. In this reality, nothing is bad for you. Nothing is too sugary. Nothing is too far away. You can conjure it at the snap of your fingers. Three things. It's not the only thing you eat, but these are three things you can have whenever you want. Zero ramifications to yourself, the earth, animals, whatever you want. <laughs> it's not <Nice>. real. <laughs> not real. Um, I want to say like a good homemade mac and cheese. Great. And then, like, some kind of, like, really good chocolate cake. Yeah. You know, because some chocolate cake is not so good. So this is a really good chocolate cake. Yeah, there's a span. There's a span. You're getting the best. Normally, I don't get cake because I can't guarantee that it'll be good. But this one's good. Okay, so we got mac and cheese. I hate to put another pasta in there. Maybe I'll do, like, a breakfast waffle. Ooh, Sure. We need a breakfast with Wonderful. some sausages. Great. Okay, perfect. All right. Um, I am going to get into some romance. Three people. They can be characters. They can be cartoons. They can be waffles. Anybody that you would like to spend <laughs> some romance or sexy times with, I'm not committing you to this person for all time. Uh, and again, any era, if you want to pull somebody from, you know, the 1980 version of blank, uh, it's mm. all you. Yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and do Mr. Darcy. Great. But the guy from Succession, Mr. Darcy. Gotcha. Matthew McFadden. Did I just pull that right? Is that right? I, I mean, as far as I know, that sounds correct. Okay. Or By the way, quick story about <laughs> I was at the Burbank airport and there was this older guy talking to all these younger women who I think he just met there. And he was like doing the whole like, I'm an intellectual. Here's all my opinions on things. And they were all just like listening. And then he was t- he was like, I've never read any Jane Austen. And then I like clued it. I was just like, I'm ready to attack this guy. <laughs> He's like, but I can't imagine that the that guy from Succession 
is inappropriate, Mr. Darcy. And then I was wow, like, what a lot of opinions to have for having no right. So I jumped in and I was like, I'm sorry, I just have to say something. <laughs> so um, he was a too. he was a perfect. Would you have? I oh. absolutely would have. I if, do not have a filter for the most lame things. Like it, he could have been like, you know, Hitler had some points, and I would have stayed quiet. But if he had said something about a movie and I disagreed with it, I would be like, I'm <laughs> so sorry to interrupt. I just want to let you know that uh, he was wonderful. He was wonderful. And it's a show. And that's just yeah. a testament to his range as you were. And then exactly. It felt so good. And it felt like part of getting older yeah. is like, oh, let me interject, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> totally. Because if I was young, if I was in my 20s, yeah. I'd be too embarrassed. But now I'm like, yeah. what am I embarrassed for? A hundred percent. I'm going to yes. let this guy try to show off to that. these women. Yeah. And he doesn't even know what an excellent. Yeah. Anyway. OK, so we have it. him. Um, yes. I, I feel no reason to not throw Pedro Pascal in there. Let's do it. Let's get that daddy in there. And then, um, well, I'm a, uh, I feel that I should throw, you know, I am, I am a bisexual person, um, but I, I have been so much more interested in men in my early years and now, but there was a period of time where I was only interested in women and it came up like randomly last night someone was like i remember when weren't you a lesbian and i was like oh that's like i i I don't think about how that looks to the outside the outsiders right the outside world but i think we don't need to deal with that today but okay in my that that is for all time though to think that i'm only limiting myself to hetero options i mean this is the again this is your mash of today you are where you are Right. Just today. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, because I'm like the only like, um, like visibly queer pe- person I've seen on shows lately has been like Che Diaz from <laughs> fucking Sex in the City and just like that. And um, they can't come. They can't come to Great. the island. OK, so let's just do Oscar Isaac then. Let's just Great. do Pedro Pascal's boyfriend. Great. And then sometimes they kiss. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I could be down for that. Uh, okay, next one. Uh, three places in the world that you would like to have another home if we could just sort of teleport you there. Ah, so fun. Okay, so I keep my home here. Yeah. Um, let's do like New York City. Great. And then let's do like an a-, a lighthouse in Iceland or something. Great. You know. Okay, and then I haven't been a lot of places but it could be the idea of what you think you I, expect I, something to be. I feel no reason to not do Paris. Great. I don't see a reason either. Wonderful. Uh, okay, next category. Three, ooh, three musicals that you get to perform in. And we are suspending uh, age, gender, skill, all of that. If you want to embody this role, you will have every tool you need to do it sublimely three roles in three musicals that you would like to we're going to put you up for and i'm and you can do as many performances or as few as you want all right well let's do eponine let's get that done let's get that done check that off yep (laughs) (laughs) um if i can be as good as barbara streisand i'll do funny girl great 
I can't imagine that even in this fantasy that's possible, but I'm sorry, yeah. but it is. We'll do fanny. I hate to fight you, but it is. Yeah. Okay. And then why do I always struggle with my third option? It's it's uh, epidemic. Everyone does. I would. <laughs> I do. It's um. It's terrible. Okay. So I get one more musical. I'm trying to think of. I feel like I saw a good movie. Oh, I saw Dicks the musical recently. That was so fun. But I don't okay. really need. Oh, no. I don't really need a role in that. But Got I it. will say that that was really fun. Um. Ooh. What about like I am in the Prince of Egypt. The live version, and I'm playing Moses's mother. Great. Have you ever seen The Prince of Egypt? I haven't. You gotta see The Prince of Egypt. Okay. It's it's an animated, but the music is just so sick. I mean, I'll (laughs) see it. I'm not scared. All right. Don't accuse me of being scared. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. I get. I just. I had to pull this picture up because I got to remember to send you the picture of the stove. I wish I had more pictures of stoves, but they were. In the middle of transforming this mansion, uh, this historical mansion for Christmas, which I've never been more bitter to be missing something in my entire life. Yeah, it that was, would be real nice. It was. I mean, I was I like, would love I to could see, see that what Christmas they, mansion. Oh, to put, that they're putting it together and you can see the stuff they're using to create this Christmas miracle. And then you, you're not going to be around to actually see it fully. And so you're just seeing p- bits and pieces was, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. Dang, it wasn't. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Thank no, you. that is sad. You get it. You I get want it. you to have the most magical Christmas. I'm sending you this. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Prince of Egypt. Okay, great. Next category is um, let's do three three alternate universe jobs that you get to dabble in and um if you don't like them you can leave you know what i mean but it's like the fun the fun part about these jobs whatever your child imagination is like i thought i you know not to say you have to has to be something you want to do when you were a kid but that part of us that oversimplifies everything and is like i'm sure owning a flower shop would be wonderful right yes okay i would like i would like a little fishing boat great to be a little fisherman wonderful but in a way where it's like this isn't hard work exactly you get it and then yeah, let's have a flower a flower farm. Great. I think I agree with you on that. Great. And then um I'm a figure skater. Wonderful. I tried to be quicker with the third today. Oh, that was wonderful. Um that's magic. Figure skating looks like magic to me for sure. Like that's what they're going for and they succeed. It does seem like magic. Wow, there's floating. Yeah. It's amazing. Also, I've never, literally never ice skated. So it's very easy for me to say it's magic because I don't know the first thing about what it feels like to be on ice. Maybe we go ice skating. Maybe we go ice skating. It feels pretty good. <sighs> okay. I'm so afraid that I'm like so brittle now that I'll just break my ankle immediately. You know, it's so like, weird. It's, no that one's I'm... ever broken their ankle within five seconds of putting on a skate. But you did is what they'll say. <laughs> right. But I, I'm not afraid of ice skating, which is weird because I'm very afraid of falling down. But I'm way more afraid of like roller skating. Mm-hmm. Every time I roller skate, I fall immediately. But okay, I this don't is good have... to know because I would say that's true for me with roller skating as well. And I also don't roller skate anymore because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt myself, although I do enjoy it. I don't. I don't roller skate. Okay. There's something about it. I always okay. fall. But I don't fall Interesting. on the ice. Uh, this is giving me some hope. This is giving me some dim hope. All right. Three people that you would love to collaborate on something with. Um, and perhaps they're not like 
I mean, you can do people that you might still collaborate with, but this is also an opportunity to wish fulfill, like if there's someone who's already died or, you know, is a fictitious character or something. And I don't know what you're collaborating on with. I don't know if you're writing a pilot together. I don't know if you're just like, you're like, this person is opening for you before you do a set. You know what I mean? Um, Or if it's just someone that, you know, you're like, suddenly you're a great painter and you're painting with someone. This is totally up to you. Okay, I want to have a podcast with Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> great. What would the name of that podcast be? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I wish that I was a, a, an improv. I mean, I am an improviser. I wish I could come up with something that good, that punny. Um, I know. I'll, I yeah. can't think of anything that good. All I wanted to say was pod score and and then I was like, don't say that. <laughs> that's the worst thing anyone's ever thought of. Period. <laughs> That's how the podcast starts. Pod score and seven years ago. Awful. Welcome to Awful. Lincoln Logs <laughs> or Lincoln blog. Lincoln vlog. Oh, <sighs> I hate myself. Me podcast too. with Abraham Lincoln is wonderful. Okay, despite so how I tried to ruin it. Then what else do we do? I mean, better not work with Tanya Harding. I love. I mean, yeah, I love that. That's the ice skater that you immediately thought of. I mean, maybe Mr. Darcy is my skate partner. Great. <laughs> okay, then we need one more collaboration. Um, I would like to, um, be able to own Freddie Mercury's voice. Great. And that's the collaboration is that he lends it to me sometimes. <laughs> Great. Great, great, it's great. very it's like a satanic thing we have to do great yes <laughs> it's a satanic ritual <laughs> but it's worth it you guys <laughs> it's so worth it uh amazing okay um i would like the last one to be well listen i can i get to pull this out only on rare occasions when i feel confident that someone will perhaps enjoy this category so i hope you will enjoy it three rides at disneyland or experiences i don't want you to limit yourself but three elements experiences rides however you want to think about it of disneyland that are we can make real in like the most fun way oh okay the first thing i was gonna say was marching band which (laughs) that's already kind of real but I will say I do wish there was more marching bands walking around. Great. Great. I'm putting it. Marching bands and parades in this way where it's like people just start dancing in the street. Uh, was, I I love it. Because that was one thing when Biden got elected when he won or whatever. And everyone in L.A. was just dancing in the street. And that was my thought of like, why can't we just have this much fun? Yeah. And it not be related to our shitty government. Like, why don't we just all go out and yeah, take time to have a little dance? Okay, so parades everywhere. And then um, experiences that I want to be real. Some of them are a little spooky. Yeah, well, maybe that's... I guess. I guess the Peter Pan ride is nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can, we can fly through the sky in the little... Oh, in the, the ship... ship. I love, I mean, that, I, if you could, I've said this before, but if, if I could just hang out, if I could have like a picnic in the room where you're over London and you see all oh, the so movie nice. cars and stuff, it's so soothing. It is really uh, pretty. So I'm not going to, I absolutely would put that on my list. I would bring that to life post-haste. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Peter Pan. And then I'll, I like the most boring things. I'm like, can we do the train? 
that's a that's a real thing trains are a real thing yeah but in that train you can like safely travel to the like primeval world and stuff which is kind of amazing okay time travel train time time travel train time travel safety train (laughs) um i will say not that you asked but now i'm volunteering this because i haven't done that category in so long i can't remember but um the storybook canals if i if if it becoming real meant that i could shrink down and you would go in and everything would have to be fully furnished. It can't be like you go in and it's just like cardboard. You know what I mean? Right. It has to be like it's all of real. that is real. And, and there's you know, giant and you ducks. Know you're tiny. And there's giant <laughs> horrifying ducks. That's giant, my boyfriend's favorite one. Ducks. I do like I miniatures. It. I love miniatures. Minis. are great. I love the minis. I could see myself getting really into miniature stuff. It might happen. You might it might happen. I I knew I had crossed a threshold in age when I was like, I wonder if there are any like miniature shows, like some <laughs> expos coming up. And I found a site that like keeps a calendar of everywhere in the United States that there's like some sort of and it can for some, it, you know, you can list your own event there. So for some, it's like, you know, the Temecula Catholic, the Catholic Church's annual mini thon or whatever. And yeah, then like what's a, going and, on in that one? I don't know. You know what I, I don't mean? know. It's and then like, sometimes like Aunt, Aunt Patty's garage mini miniature sale. Like it's very cute. I want to go. I know. I know. Mag- just, m- miniatures yeah. are so ma- majestic and magical. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is going to be Jessica's miniature maj- magical majestic miniature <laughs> market. There we go. Um, okay. Give me a number between one and ten. Eight. Great. All right. I'm going to do what can only be described as non-math to come up with this very complex answer where we give you one thing from every category of this MASH in your 100% guaranteed MASH future. Uh, This is a perfect opportunity for you to talk about your special and anything else, any other places and things that you would like people to check out or support you or I guess anyone on if you want people to support more miniature shows. Um, You can wrap it up. Yes, definitely. You can Google where to find uh, miniature shows, as we just learned, and support all these people making miniatures. Um, Any kind of art in general that you want to just go to, be careful with plays. You want to research the plays a little bit. I've gone to some pretty bad plays. Uh But okay, yes, I I did just um, uh, release an album with Blonde Medicine. It's called Weird Vibes. And uh, it's kind of fun, I think. It's kind of a fun little comedy album. And uh, you can listen to it, you know, on whatever little thing you listen to. Whatever. <laughs> your miniature phonograph. Your little, your little tiny. I do have cassettes. That's the only physical <gasps> version I did. Oh, that's so great. Yes, I'll send you one if you if you want. I don't know. I would love that. Wait, do I have a cassette player? Do I have a way to play a cassette? I don't Get know if little- I do. Get a little Walkman. I gotta get a little Walkman. Gotta get a little Walkman. Talk about How little fun orange or Nerf Nerf f- headphones. That's what I need. <laughs> I know those are great. <sighs> um. So yeah, get a Walkman. But also, if you want to listen to it on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, there's that. Great. And you know, if you want to see a live show, I usually just post those on Instagram, which is just at Jessica Seely, spelled S E L E, which is a town in Norway. Um, oh, you're sitting on that this whole time. I I am, uh, but uh, it, we don't pronounce it right. 
my family. It's not really Sealy. Was it like Sealy? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I can't really say it. I'd have to go to Norway and hear them say it, I think, because the only time I get close is like, I'm just kind of imitating the Swedish chef. Well, I mean, what was I doing? (laughs) Kind of that. Yeah. But I do a little more like, Oh, is there a, is there a, is it like SH? Mm, not as <laughs> not as dramatic as I just did, but the, it's not silly, you yeah. know. It's like silly, silly, Well, I'm, we're going to Swedish hell, and we're not, that's not even Swedish. All right, listen. But the I, hell is the hell is Swedish. The Norwegian. It's pronounced helle. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, wow. I have a very exciting life for you my friend in store okay. this is this Woo! is very cool this is very cool um i want to put it all together some of it i think works really well together um god where do i start okay first of all i want to congratulate you for i mean this makes sense you have uh, a beautiful now it's an apartment that makes sense living in a lighthouse in ireland because in iceland because what is a lighthouse if not an apartment i mean there's something else on one floor. There's a home on one floor. And there's a light on another There's floor. stairs. There's a light. Mm-hmm. It's an apartment. Therefore, it makes sense that you have an apartment, which is also a lighthouse in Iceland. Is it? Does it also make sense that you have uh, your little fisher person and you have a cute little fishing boat? You're damn right it makes sense. I'm not cute. saying you have to be there full time. You're also here. It's fine. Maybe the fishing boat's here. I don't want to pressure you. But you definitely, we've got some nautical themes going on here, which is exciting. Love it. I also love the idea of any time of day, whenever you want it, a little brekkie waffle and sausages. You're going to tell me that you that we don't enjoy having a brekkie waffle and sausages before we go out on our fishing boat and possibly during it after we get done? Of course we do. What are we, crazy? Of course we do. This is a good day. Here's the thing. You gave yourself a lot of opportunities to be somewhere near Mr. Darcy. (laughs) While Mr. Darcy is not your skating partner, because instead, through satanic ritual, you have access to Freddie Mercury's voice. I think this fits the Lighthouse Fisher vibe. It does. It does. it's spooky. I'm like a... Yes. Oh, I'm like Ursula stealing Freddie Mercury's (gasps) voice. You are... Oh, heck yeah. And yet, no, I'm going to get to that. All right. So that is not, that's not how you access Mr. Darcy. You can jump into Pride and Prejudice whenever you want. So you're still there. You know what I mean? You're still going. You're still inside of Pride and Prejudice whenever you want. You just may not be ice skating with him. Not only that, what you choose to do when you're inside Pride and Prejudice is your own business. If you don't want me to tell Pedro (laughs) Pascal that you're that you're having some sort of necking situation with mr darcy that's up to you you know what i mean i'm not your keeper what what happens in pride and prejudice yep stays in pride everybody and knows that that's why they ex- that's why that expression is so popular <laughs> all right before it was vegas actually took it from jane austen they stole it from jane austen like everybody steals from jane Ugh, that guy <laughs> That guy with his admirers in the airport. Um, all right. Uh, so that all of this being wonderful. Again, I, and I really underplayed the fact that you got Pedro by pitting him against, against Darcy immediately since you have access to both. But that is what happened. Um, I can very much see him in any of these environments. I also want to congratulate you for uh, having a time-traveling safety train 
very excited about nice. that. Going to have to go on some trips with you, no doubt about it. And that leaves us with kind of coming full circle in a way to one of our earlier conversations. I just want to tell you that I thought your Eponine was so nuanced, technically perfect, and emotionally inspiring. I just can't say enough good things about your portrayal of her. So thank you so much for bringing that to the world, which would feel empty without it. Thank you so much. You know, I I just found that all the Eponines I saw before (laughs) doing it myself didn't really nail the emotional complexity of her. (laughs) Yeah. You filled a a huge gaping hole that we all perceived with every Eponine that came before you. So thank you for fixing history. That like literally was so exciting to me. Even though it's fake. Yeah, that's what's so great about MASH. It's real. It's fake and it's real. Finally, someone appreciates my imaginary (laughs) happening. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, That concludes the podcast. This was a blast. I kept you for far longer than I should have. So thank you so much for um, taking that journey with me. A journey that within the journey has the journey of going back in time to the dinosaurs in a steam-powered locomotive. So So fun. (laughs) Good work, everybody. Everyone, please support Jessica. Uh, you got to check out all this comedy. I know you were chuckling, chortling, and guffawing as much as I was this entire episode. So why don't you do yourself a favor and give yourself just a, a little bit more of that by supporting her work. Also, I'm supporting uh, Blonde Medicine. Great label. Love them. Yeah. Um, love, love what they're doing. So uh, would you have any parting words before I bid everyone goodbye? I don't think so. Just thanks so much for having me. And I, I hope everyone's taking good care of themselves. And yeah. Uh, yeah. That goes for all you millions of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take care of each other. Tay, take care of each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, everybody. We, and by we, I mean I, will talk to you next week on The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember one We could save kittens from trees Maximum Fun A worker-owned network Of artist-owned shows Supported Directly By you